Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Okay, we all survived the tornadoes, right? I guess there's 18 of them. Really? How many knew that? That's good, actually. Sometimes it's better not to know everything going on. <laughs> so we're here last night, uh, like three and a half hours with the Speedies. Boy, they're so edifying, aren't they? And uh, I just, I was like, wow, that doesn't sound good outside. It's just kind of like a lot of rain. And so, uh, yeah, so anyway, just the Lord kept the roof on the building, right? So, and then we're with Gosha last night uh, outside watching the light show. Did everyone see the light show last night in the sky? It was beautiful. Nobody. Lizzie, I know you did, because you were text. I saw your Facebook posts, like a tyrannic, right? Oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad my brother was delayed, because there was a tornado actually at the airport. So we're, we're glad we didn't go out today. <laughs> so... Anyway, my brother says hello. Uh, I see a lot of new faces. It's great to meet you. And um, hopefully you'll be edified tonight or today. Uh, I know you will because we're going to open the Bible. So uh, let's pray. We've been talking a lot about that word building. And I want to talk today about the grace pattern. So um, <clears throat> Pastor Adam said I can speak for about an hour. Are you okay with that? Oh, okay. Mike, I love you. It's great. Okay. Uh, don't worry, I won't do that. It's great to meet Joel's family. It was great being at the door and was really edified by uh, your family. And just thanks for being here today. So, Lord, bless our words. Thank you. Thank you that you have a plan to build us up and not tear us down. You have a plan to promote us, to bring us deeper. To uh, We want to be uh, Christians with content so that we can... Have your mind and your authority and power in these great days. And we pray for each one here in the room today. We pray for the city of Houston, the, the work of God that's happening. Uh, we just pray for uh, just your Holy Spirit to minister to us today in a personal way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So just by way of uh, just kind of a quick recap, uh, we've been talking about uh building and being spiritual architects. And so Antonio and I, um, we work in the home church in Baltimore. And um, it's funny, I was recently at a T-Mobile store getting my, my telephone addressed, you know, just kind of like looked at, and the guy looked at me and said, what do you do for work? He's like, what do you do? You got like 2,000 numbers on your phone. He said, I've never seen this before. So uh, <laughs> I said, we are just edifiers of people's joy and um, encouragers of people's faith. And we got to witness to him. And he's like, I've never seen a phone with so many telephone numbers. But uh, anyway, Antonio and I, we just are part of a beautiful team of investing in people. And what a joy. Like, you are a miracle to us. You are a gift to us. And as a church... It's not about how many fill the seats, but really it's like Pastor Adam said so beautifully, we want you to know and grow and go and be an impact because our, our country needs it, right? Our cities need it. And I want to just give you a phrase today just to kind of catch you because you're important in the kingdom. 
And why I say that is because God is equipping you and I for his work. And I believe uh, there is going to be a great harvest in these dark days. And we were out um, in some uh, I don't know, development yesterday and just talking with people and really uh, just ministering just the love of God and the, and the purpose of God. So turn with me to Isaiah 28, if you would, Isaiah 28. So how many here like to make a cake? Anybody like making cakes? Okay. How many people like eating cakes? Okay, that's better. <laughs> uh, but someone has to make the cake, right? So um, obviously my wife is the cook of the household, thank God. Um, but I can follow a recipe, sort of, sort of. Um, so the recipe is important, right? Uh, the way, the way I, I just throw a little bit here, a little bit there, and just kind of, oh, that looks good, a little pinch of this, a little pinch of that. But you can have the right ingredients, but not the, maybe not necessarily the right um, the measurements. And your cake or whatever you're making may uh, lack a little bit, right? Imagine forgetting the yeast when you're making bread. My wife makes bread. It's amazing. Uh, gluten-free bread. Yuck. Any gluten-free people? Yuck. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Cauliflower pizza, Mike? Ah. Terrible. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, we met a vegan on, on outreach yesterday, and, and we had some fun with her just in the Lord. So, <laughs> uh, anyway. Making... Having a pattern, having a recipe is so valuable to having the proper outcome. So let me, let me, let me kind of catch you with this thought. Like when you add yeast, the agent that you add activates a response, correct? Okay, you add yeast and there's a rise of the bread, right? You add the right type of sugar and um, the content of your cake. And instead of having a a disaster on the plate, you have something really tasty, right? It's the same thing with the pattern and the recipe that God has for the Bible, because if we add something supernatural, then there's a supernatural response, okay? Very simple thought, but I want you to catch it today, because we see so many defeated uh, Christians maybe, so many discouraged, the, the mental illness and the um, just the ripple effect of where we are today is, 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 is pretty astounding. But what an amazing opportunity we have as Christians to inject or add a supernatural ingredient, okay? Just like if we forget the yeast, the, the bread doesn't rise, right? It's the same thing as we walk in faith and open our Bibles and have a relationship with God, something supernatural begins to work in our life and there's a supernatural response. Why do I say this? Well, I believe it's very easy to approach something that's supernatural naturally. Okay? So what does that mean? Like I can think about Bible school and say, oh, I know the Bible. I've grown up knowing the Bible, okay? That's true, and I'm sure you know the Bible, but that's a natural thought. Why? Because I don't know anything as I ought to know it. I'm a student all the days of my life. So I come and I receive the word like you did today, like you're doing today. You, you are making a decision to receive from God, and what happens? God adds something in your life so that you have power this week. 
You have authority this week. You have joy this week. You have insight today. You have victory over the devil. And one of the greatest issues with, with as believers, I think, even in my own life, I approach supernatural things from a natural standpoint. And that's not the pattern that God gives. It's, it's just like I add, to ba- I add uh, paprika to my, uh, my recipe for the cake. What's going to happen to my cake? It's going to be, it's gonna be uh, I don't really like paprika or Tabasco sauce on my eggs. Anybody like that? It, it, it drama- Okay, Antonio is a special case here. It dramatically affects the outcome of the food. But if I add the right things in the right way, according to the pattern, guess what happens? The outcome is dramatically different. So somebody might say we work with, with addictions and somebody says, I keep failing in this area. I keep struggling in this area. I've got, a, got an anger problem here. I've got uh, whatever, fill in the blank. <clears throat> and we always ask them, we always ask them this, um, where is Christ in the middle of your addiction? Where is Christ in the middle of your struggle? And they're like, well, I'm trying. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm willpower. And I'm like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. We have to add Christ and the ingredient activates an agent, right? Like yeast, we add the ingredient and the agent grows the bread. This might be a very simple thought, but I want us to think about people today because you and I cannot change people. In the church, I have no idea, you have no idea, we have no idea how what people are going through. People put their best face on and we, we just love that and we don't, we don't and getting into people's business, but but God knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly how to build you up today. He knows how to encourage you, how to bring peace and turmoil. And we add the Bible, we promote Jesus, and what happens? He begins to work. Okay, so I want to show you this in, in Isaiah 28. I'm building this platform for a purpose. Uh, we were sharing recently with a couple that's been married many years in Baltimore. And I and they were t- telling me their struggles. And uh, I said, <clears throat> what's the kind of marriage you want? Oh, I want my wife to love me. Or I want my husband to to listen to me. Or I, I, want, my, I, want, a, I want my husband to come to church. Or I want my wife to uh, not yell in the house or, or whatever. And I said, so what are you adding? What are you initiating? And they're like, well, I'm, I'm trying, or my kids, I want my kids, I want my kids to, to be well-behaved. And I said, okay, so how are you approaching that? And it's all defensive. This person's answer was defensive. Well, I'm trying to control this. I'm trying to make this happen. It's all natural responses. And I said, how's that going? Oh, I'm frustrated. I'm discouraged. And I said, well, how about injecting what you want or want God to do in your marriage? regardless of the outcome, regardless of the state, right? And I want us to think about that. What are we injecting in our relationships? I can't change you, you can't change me, you can't change each other. Isn't that good? That takes the pressure off. But when we inject or introduce something supernatural, there's a supernatural response. Why? Because it's God doing the action and not me. Okay, so I've been married 25 years and I've learned in a very significant way, the hard way, that, that um, and I have an amazing wife, but I cannot change my wife. So I love her, serve her, pray for her just where she's at. 
And I don't look at her state. I don't look at her condition, but I look at her standing. I say, okay, this is the woman God gave. This is the, the outcome of, of, of what God can do. And that's a very dramatic difference, isn't it? Right? Are you here? Isn't that good? So if there's a problem, if I just address the problem alone, guess what happens? The problem gets bigger, right? But if I, direct, if I introduce the, uh, the, the ministry of, in the spirit of Christ, guess what happens? The person, there's the work of the spirit that changes the person. Okay. So there has to be a cornerstone. And I, I, Antonio and I were sharing this verse today. Look at Isaiah 28. So the pattern of grace. When you and I inject grace into a situation, what happens? A supernatural response starts to happen. So, so let's say someone is really like uptight and you're gracious to them. It might seem the opposite thing to do. You might want to yell at them. You might want to uh, push them down. You want to react angrily. And God's like, my grace is sufficient. It, it is something that does what's needed and not what's deserved. So let's say someone's in your face and you're gracious to them. Okay, this happened to my wife recently. Let me share. Let me share this. I'm full of illustrations today. So, my wife walked into the um, into the post office. This was a little while ago, and it was packed. Right? And you ever gone into a place and people just have a bad attitude? Anybody have that? Okay. So, the bad attitude of the workers was kind of like in the language and in the atmosphere. So, my wife got to the. Um, to the teller there, and it was just just no customer service, no kindness. Just like you're you're kind of like interrupting my life. You ever been in a store like that? It's like, hello, I'm paying your I'm paying your salary, and, you're, and I'm an interruption. So my wife, uh, just because she's amazing like that, she just said, she said I'm going to be kind to this person, and I don't mean this like um, vague kindness, but she's I'm going to give something that this person doesn't deserve. And my wife just started to talk to the girl, to the lady and just encourage her. And the woman's really silent and kind of like irritated. And my wife just started to minister to her. And when she left, she gave, she says, you know what? Because my wife has some, at that point, she had some skincare products with her. She says, I'm just going to give you some hand cream. I, I, I just want to bless you today. And the lady just kind of didn't know what to say. And she, uh, she didn't even say thank you. She just kind of grunted, okay? So my, <laughs> so my wife's telling me this story. I'm like, honey, I don't want you to go back to that post office. It's just not a good scene. She goes, I'm going to go back. And I go, okay. So we, you know, we went back with some packages maybe a week or two later. And um, the same woman's working there. And she recognizes my wife. And so she brings her to the top of the line. She goes, she goes, and she you know, we cut through the whole line. She goes, I want to thank you for just that gift that ministered to me. I was having such a bad day and I needed, I needed to be loved. I mean, she didn't say those words, but she said it in that tone that I just needed some care. And uh, now when she goes in there now, she's, uh, she's given preferential treatment, not that she wants that, but it was giving what was needed, not what was deserved. So it's easy to thrash on people that are just miserable. Right? It's easy to do that. But she injected something supernatural. And that work worked in that person's life. And it would, you could not get rid of it. Like, like I, you can think to yourself, like, I deserve 
so much wrath and God gives us so much grace. And that has a supernatural um, response. So notice this with me. Isn't that good? That's good. You can give somebody a Starbucks card. I mean, I was with a brother uh, on outreach one day, and all he did was hand out Starbucks cards. I thought, wow, what a great, what a great spirit. And of course, with the gospel. All right. Therefore, so saith the Lord, I have, in verse uh, 16, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whosoever believes will not act hastily. So think about a foundation for a minute. You're digging into the earth, right? You are preparing for what will be, right? You got a plan, you're a spiritual architect, right? Your measurements, you got the surveyors out there making sure you're not gonna run into something or it's gonna be built correctly. But your idea is you can see something that will be. And I love this. Jesus here is saying, I am this cornerstone. And the cornerstone is that very important stone that holds the weight of the structure. Psalm 118 tells us this. So why is this important? When you and I add Jesus in our foundations, guess what happens? There's a supernatural ministry to that person. Right? Why do relationships not change or why do things not change? It's because maybe my ingredients or my building is a natural. It's something very natural. So Christ is constantly giving us something supernatural. I mean, think about that. That's who he is. Hebrews 13, 9 says that you would be grounded and established in grace. So you have a tried, precious, capable cornerstone. Your life, your salvation, your uh, ministry is based on Christ with no strings attached. Imagine what that would do in a marriage. Imagine what that would do in a church. And I love our church here. Like, I love coming to Houston. I mean, I've been here many, many times. And I just encouraged by your lives, really. And the new, the new faces I've met. It's amazing. And, uh, and Pastor Adam talked about U.S. missions. We're planting in Atlanta right now. We're planting in, um, we're planting like four churches right now. It's really amazing. Um, but to think about this for a minute. What's our foundation? It's Christ. Not a theological Christ, but an actual Christ. So, what's our nation need? It doesn't need a natural response to a supernatural devil, a supernatural system, a supernatural uh, darkness. And our country is in a dark place. What does it need? It needs you and I as lights to initiate something that will create a supernatural change. So Jesus is saying, add me to the mix. Just add me. The relationship is south. The relationship is toxic. Add me. Either the person will leave or the person will turn to a place of repentance and a beautiful restoration. It's amazing. Okay, Hebrews 8.5. I love this thought. I'm a fixer. And I don't know about you. Like, people are not projects. So when we minister to people... And whatever, whatever their state is, I want to look beyond that. Okay, I have an eight-year-old son, and he's going to make a mess, right? 
but I want to I want to train him, build a foundation that's beyond his eight year old stand uh, state, and I want to look at his like who he is in Christ. It's amazing how many people don't know how valuable they are. They don't know that they're worth listening to, loving, and because uh, everyone is seeking the same pattern. They're seeking to be loved, significant, to belong, to be listened to, to be part of something that's greater than themselves. And this is what Jesus does. This is the greatest thing as a church that we can give you, is what Pastor Adam said, is to build you in your walk of faith. If, if, if we're looking for something more than that, guess what? The pattern is, will, the pattern in Christ will have a supernatural conclusion. Uh, a, a, any other pattern will have a, a, a carnal or a natural conclusion. So look at 8.5 here. Um, don't you love the Bible? It's, there's such order to the Bible. Um, so 8.5. Because finding fault with him, he said, Behold, the days are coming, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant in the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day which I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt. But they did not continue in my covenant. And I disregarded them, saith the Lord. For this covenant that I will make with them in the house of Israel, in those days I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts and I will be their God. So what is he saying here? Man, man in God's best, uh, man in his best estate is going to make a mess. Anybody have an experiential knowledge there? Right? <laughs> God has a plan. Man is introduced. Man makes a mess. God comes. God is, uh, intervenes, rescues man, and God's plans are fulfilled, right? It's the same thing. It's, it's the same thing in the pattern of what we see in the nature and character of God. Let me, let me show you this here. <clears throat> Psalm 142. Psalm 142. How are you doing this morning? You still with me? You good? Go a little longer? Okay. So you being here today, you know what you're doing? You are being equipped for your life. Isn't that good? And the, uh, Antonio and I were talking on the way here that the first two hours of your day can be the most productive part of your day. How do we spend the first two hours of your day, right? He's saying that emails and texts are someone else's tasks for you. And I like that. I thought, well, that's interesting. So I want to spend, I want to spend time before that engaging with God and being built up, being strengthened, being equipped to address the supernatural with supernatural ability. Think about the pattern of prayer for a minute. Right? Matthew 13, there's worship. There's understanding of who God is. There is a, uh, an emptying out and, and, and surrender and repentance. And then there's petition, right? The pattern of prayer. Why is it that we don't get the results maybe that we're thinking about? It's because maybe the pattern we're using is not God's pattern. Plain and simple. They say that insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. We've heard that, right? Well, why is it, as believers, we think it's any different with God? God says, you follow my word, and guess what? I will faithfully, 
I will be the agent that's working in your situation. Not, and this is why so many Christians, we can get frustrated with our faith and with ourselves because we're using the wrong equipment. Now, I used to do construction back in the day, and I loved working with a hammer. And you know what they say about a hammer? When, when all that you have is a hammer, then everything becomes a nail. Right? That doesn't work when you're finishing things, right? I used to work with concrete. So you need tools. And this is why we are growing together as a family and we are learning the pattern of God. Think about the pattern of grace, the pattern of faith. Here's another one. We walk by faith and not by sight. Immediately, if I'm walking by sight, I am naturally approaching a supernatural enemy. I'm naturally approaching a supernatural problem. Do you think God loves you today? Absolutely, right? Do you think Satan loves you today? No. We have a supernatural enemy. So if I think I'm just going to live in a neutral way, guess what's going to happen? I am going to be yanked around. I'm going to be a styrofoam cup on the water that's blowing with everything that blows. But God is saying, I want to build you, 31.4 of Jeremiah, I want to build you as a husband, build you as a young person, build you as a, a college age or a single person. I want to build your family. Now, you know, we've heard about the helicopter parents, right? Helicopter parents are parents that just run around doing everything for their kids so to protect them from the evils of life. Does that really work? It doesn't because we can't be everywhere present even though we try, right? But we can teach them the mind of Christ. We can teach them the pattern of how God thinks. And guess what? When we're not there, guess what? They begin to think with God. Isn't that amazing? What's the best thing we can give our kids? The pattern of the mind of Christ. The, the habit of prayer. The habit of kindness. And uh, these are things that we receive. Just like that cake. What's our ingredients today? We can say, I don't have enough flour. God says, I'll be your flour. I don't have enough sugar. I'm lacking today. God says, let me be your sugar, right? Let me be Let me be the yeast. So this is kind of a corny illustration, but I hope it's working. It's like, what are my ingredients? Um, fear, right? Fear shows that I'm lacking spiritual ingredients, right? Do we fear? Yes, we do, but we're not captives to fear. Right? Okay. Look at Psalm 142 with me. Our Bible, the pattern of our Bible, it's incredible. How many want God to be working in your life today? How many of us? All of us, right? It's like, Lord, give me a spiritual hunger. Build a spiritual hunger in my life. Build. I don't want to walk by faith. I want to walk. I don't want to walk by sight. I want to walk by faith. If I walk by sight, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to come to wrong conclusions every single time. Or I'm going to put prop myself up to be in the place of God. So God says, walk by faith, and I will give you what you need for what you're looking at. All right. Psalm 142. This is good. Uh, we, we said this Friday that, that really helps us uh, understand that the church... This is four ministries here for the, for the church, okay? Uh, David is saying, I'm overwhelmed, but you knew my path in verse three. 
Have been overwhelmed before? Sure, all of us, right? You knew not only my path, but in the way I walked. That's the first thing the devil will, will try to inject. Nobody understands, nobody cares, nobody really is interested. And God is saying, that's the furthest thing from the truth. I want to build in you uh, a right identity, a right way of thinking about me. Mm, that's so big. That's a grace identity. Uh, they have secretly laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and saw there was no one who acknowledged me. Ever feel insignificant? God says you are incredibly valuable to me. Okay, In the church, when you come here, it's not just checking a box. We want you to grow in your faith. Like I see a lot of young people today. That's so excellent. That's so excellent. Like God has so much for you. Uh, refuge has failed me. Imagine like Mike was saying about the homeless person. How many people are spiritually homeless? Right? Or orphans in the church, like disconnected from the love of God. This is our time, isn't it? This is our time. And it's not us just being active in our own flesh, because that'll last five minutes and maybe less. But it's injecting Christ and his nature and character, and he's doing the work. Does God love, does Jesus love Houston? Yes. Does Jesus love Magnolia? Yes. Does Jesus love your neighborhood? Yes. Does Jesus love your family? Incredibly more than we could, right? So I want to add him to the situation. I want to apply or, or introduce him. Not in some religious way. In first in 2 Peter 3 1, maybe it's through my demonstration. Right? It's my demonstration. It's my spirit. It's like my wife with the with the gift. She's like, hey, listen, I can't change you. I have no idea what kind of day you had. Obviously, I'm the vic- I'm the I'm the target of your misery. <laughs> you put the Captain America shield up. And it's like, okay. But then we do some, we just give Christ. We say, okay, you know what? Maybe it's a word, right? Maybe it's a word. Like last night, we were in the MOD. Is it MOD? MOD pizza. Anybody been there? That's a dangerous place. I mean, that is like, <laughs> so we're joking with the people and just having a good time because they're all stressed out and tired from a long day. And, and um, just, our spirit brought in another spirit and they gave us all free pizza and free everything. And I've never had that happen. Maybe it's Antonio's good looks, I don't know. <laughs> but you bring in another spirit. People, I mean, people are used to being, you know, evil for evil or natural for natural. Let's introduce another pattern. Ezekiel, uh, Exodus 26, the pattern for the tabernacle, a pattern for uh, the house of God. How about a pattern of forgiveness? Let's say somebody won't forgive me. Am I going to hold them hostage? Maybe, and then I'll, I'll die. I'll die. But instead, let's introduce another pattern. Say, God, you have forgiven me from an incredible amount of offenses. So therefore, I'm going to release that other person from their offense. Guaranteed, if I do not live in forgiveness, I am holding myself hostage. The pattern of forgiveness. The pattern of evangelism. You want to be ignited in your faith? If you feel a little stale or a little bit like um, dull, go soul winning. And, and I'm scared to death every time I go soul winning. I'll just be straight up honest with you. I am like, this is uncomfortable. But when you go out there, guess what? God shows up. 
And there's no longer I that live, but Christ liveth in me. For the life that I now live, I do not live based in my flesh, but I live by the power and, and by the love and the Son of God. It's amazing. Soul winning. Amazing. It's one of the greatest secrets in serving, and uh, it's incredible. Uh, okay, so you've been very gracious here, but I want to finish this last bit. No one cares for my soul, right? The church can address these things because, not because of who we are, but because of who Christ is. It's incredible. All right, Hebrews 9. Hebrews 9. Today I, I have a homework assignment for you. Inject something new in, in, in your situations. Just say, okay, God, I am, I'm, I, am, I am at my end. And God is saying, finally. Hallelujah. I can just hear God saying, hallelujah. No, inject something in this sense. Where we receive grace. We have a fellowship with this grace. And then all of a sudden the grace goes out to others. And what happens? They, uh, there's a supernatural response. I'm not asking you to do anything. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not asking you to be uh, Captain America or someone like that in your faith or superhuman. I'm just saying it's amazing what you and I fellowship with, how it comes out in demonstration. The pattern of what we fellowship with builds other people. It ministers life to other people. Um, Antonio and I are talking about a, a family situation. It's like, what do our young people need? Wow, they need to know that they, there's security in Christ. They need to know their love no matter what. They need to know that there's hope. There's hope. So, all right. Did I say Hebrews 9? It's good. And then we'll close. How many are building cakes today? We're going to have a good lunch, I think. Right? How many think ingredients are important? I'm kind of repeating myself because I, I want us to get that. How many like blueberries and strawberries? How many people like Bavarian cream? My son loves Bavarian, Bavarian cream a little too much. Like, you know the donuts, right? My, my son's a donut man, okay. Uh, but the right ingredients have the right result. The wrong ingredients have a mess. Thank God that God is loving us in this pattern. God never changes. Isn't that good? Thank you, Jesus. We're a mess. God says, I have a message for you. Lord, I'm being tested. God says, I have a testimony. I'm working in your life. It's amazing. Okay, 923. Well, maybe we'll just end there. Pattern, pattern, pattern. A mission in our marriage. Uh, a new language. Uh, uh, just a, a hunger. I'm going to draw near to something new. And say, you know what? Everything I've been doing is not working, so why not give God a try? Why not let God be the agent and ingredient in my life? Amen. Well, Lord, thank you today. Father, we think of just the church, and it's a, it's a refuge. It's a place of care. It's a place where imperfect people so just focus on a perfect God. Thank you, Lord. Help our families. Help our day-to-day -day life. Lord, we want to have authority and power. We want to release you in our situations, Lord. We want to release the word of God in our situations. And um, 
ought to make this a personal uh, relationship and fellowship in our lives. And today, maybe you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior. Maybe today you're, you've been religious, or maybe today you're just thinking, gosh, I, I, I have no idea what this person's talking about. But Jesus loves you. Jesus is for you. Jesus sees you. Jesus cares for your soul. He can take your pain and give you purpose. And today, he can give, he can take your natural life and give you eternal life. He can take away your sin and give you sonship. He can give you a new life. So today, if you do not know Jesus, if you do not know this incredible Savior that will walk with you as your guide every day of your life, just say yes to Jesus in your own heart today. Say, Lord, I believe. I believe. I believe. And wash me in your precious blood today and make me your child. Thank you, God, today. And if you did that, you know what? God will permanently put you in his, in his family. Lord, today just help us to be good bakers wise master builders. Lord, help us. Thank you, God. Today you are so faithful. Your pattern never fails. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.